You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What is going on, everybody? Uh, interns back for another preview this week. This time, Washington heading down south to face the Arizona Wildcats down in Arizona. Always alongside Luke. Luke, how you doing? Doing great, man. How are you today? You know, not doing too bad. Uh, weather, weather up in Seattle is a little weird. A um, little cloudy, a little sunny, a little rainy. Just, uh, you know, this is, I guess it's Seattle for you. But, you know, weather down in your neck of the woods can't be too bad. Yeah, you know, it's like 80, 85. It's supposed to be 90 uh, tomorrow. Uh, so it's going to be a hot one when the Huskies kick at 730 against the Wildcats. So are you heading, are you heading down there for the game? I will be down there. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it for sure. There you go. Yeah. Uh, like always, uh, one of us has done the offense. One of us has done the defense. Luke, you do the offense this week. Um, so anything in particular that has stood out to you from the Arizona offense? Uh, players a note? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing to point out with this offense is just injury misfortune. Um, yeah, it's been a rough start to the year for the Wildcats. They're on their third quarterback. Gunnar Cruz, who is a transfer, uh, is hurt. Um, and then, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name right now, but there was a dual-threat quarterback who also got hurt. So now they're down to Will Plummer. He's Jordan a, Cloud, maybe? Yeah, yeah. So they are now down to their third quarterback. Uh, and also consider the fact that Grant Gannell tr- transferred before the year started. Um, so the quarterback room is decimated. Uh, their running backs, they have a couple of guys who are capable of carrying the ball. Um, the guy that I'm really – I guess most excited to see for the Wildcats on the offensive side of the ball is Stanley Berryhill. Uh, he's a pass catcher. He's averaging over 10 touches a game, both on the ground and through the air. Um, he's not much of a deep threat, but he is a guy that they're going to use as an extension of the run game. In the running back room, they have Drake Anderson and Michael Wiley as kind of the 1A and 1B. Uh, but Jalen John, who's only played three games this year, had a great outing against Colorado, 71 yards on 11 carries. So he's a guy to keep an eye out for this week as well. Uh, Arizona running the ball. They haven't been exceptional, averaging um, around 3.6, 3.7 yards per carry as a team. Uh, They give up 8.1 tackles for loss per game. Their two leading rushers are averaging less than four yards a carry. So they don't run the ball particularly well. Uh, Like I said, they like to use passes as an extension of the run game. Mike Wiley and Drake Anderson can both catch passes out of the backfield. And then Stanley Berryhill uh, is a solid pass catcher as well. Under two, or, but he averages under 10 yards per carry, and so does their second leading receiver, B.J. Castile. So a lot of short passes, extension of the run game, as I mentioned. Uh, they are, I guess, an offense. It's, I, you know, they just haven't been super effective this year. They haven't scored more than 20 points or 20-plus points in a game. They're coming off of a game where they held scoreless. Uh Will Plummer passing the ball, just one pass over 50% completion. Uh, he averages about, like, or he averages under six yards per attempt um, and about 10 yards per completion. So, again, they're not really pushing the ball downfield. They don't run the ball super effectively. Those two combinations don't make for a great offense. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess looking at it right now, would you probably say, ranking wise, out of the offenses Washington has faced, this is probably the weakest 
that Jimmy Lake has gone up against. Oboe yeah, you could say this or Montana. You know, Montana being an FBS team, but this is the worst offense that the Huskies will see in Pac-12 play, certainly. Yeah, I, so like, I think, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one name you notice is Jalen John. Um, you know, last game against Colorado, he kind of had a uh, a good game. A good game for a guy who is not necessarily listed at the top of the depth chart. Do you think we'll be seeing a lot of him just because, you know, Washington, obviously it's well noted that they can't, they have not been able to stop the run this year. Um, so do you think we're going to be seeing a lot of him? Do you think he'll be able to make an impact on the game? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see full-blown three-headed monster from Michael Wiley, Drake Anderson, and Jalen John. Jalen John, uh, he's now listed at number two on the depth chart this week, um, where Drake Anderson is four, and then Mike Wiley is one. I don't believe Drake Anderson four just because he actually leads the team in carries. Um, but I believe those three, you may see seven, eight, maybe even 10 carries from each of them. Uh, and like you said, I think Arizona will run the ball at these Huskies, uh, particularly because they aren't great throwers of the football. Uh, will, will Plummer has a four to six touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, so I don't think that they'll take any chances with Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon. And, uh, yeah, try to keep the ball on the ground and take advantage of a run defense that has not been stellar. You know, if uh, Arizona, it seems like, has always had, you know, uh, a good speedster at wide receiver, Stanley Berryhill being that name this year and last year. Um, do you think he'll be kind of used as like a, almost like a Cordero Patterson, just all over the field, you know, running back, you know, jet sweeps, uh, bubble screen, stuff like that? Uh, sorry, I cut out for a second. Can you repeat that question? Yeah, so, you know, Stanley Berryhill, kind of their dude old guy. Yeah. He'll be used as like a Cordero Patterson type role, you know, in the run, in the in the backfield, jet sweeps, bubble screens, stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, or like more reason for Huskies, the way that Chico McClatcher was utilized early in his career, you'd line him up in the backfield, send him in motion. You might even hand him the ball every once in a while. But yeah, he's a guy, he's averaging over 10 touches per game. He has 48 receptions in 13 carries. Um, and he's most certainly the focal point of this offense in terms of, uh, in terms of, I guess, playmakers. Certainly, certainly. Uh, anybody at tight end you think um, could be getting some looks? I know, you know, Plummer being a guy who hasn't had much experience would look to sort of like that safety blanket. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, there's not a tight end on the roster with more than two receptions. Um, so it hasn't been an area that they've utilized to this point. Um so for that reason, I wouldn't be – I mean, I'd be surprised personally if someone emerged from that room as a big difference maker on Saturday, but obviously you and I have been wrong before. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think that is worth noting though too, just, you know, be, that there hasn't, you know, been a tight end that has accumulated a lot of uh, targets or possessions, you know, just because Washington has, you know, they got beat up by Musgrave for Oregon State last week. Dolchich kind of – Gave him some fits every now and then, going for some first downs. That is, yeah, you know, you know, Eric Alford, Michigan, another guy who beat up Washington. I think that not having that threat at tight end and not having that security blanket for uh, Will Plummer is is important for the Husky defense because I think you know their struggles have came rather underneath as opposed to over the top. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. But yeah, I'm just based on what I've seen so far. Wouldn't be super, I guess, expecting of it, but obviously things change. And, that, and yeah, another stat to note that I found out was that Arizona, you know, they are averaging 14 points a game, and that is good for 129th in the nation out of 130 in the nation. So to put it safely, putting points on the board is not their strong suits. No, which, which leads yeah, to- like I mentioned, 
Yeah. They have not scored more than 19 points in a game this season are coming off of a shutout. They're averaging 14 points a game. So, Which leads me to their defense, and um, yeah. their defense certainly has not done much better at all. They rank 103rd or 105th out of 130 teams in FBS. They give up uh, 42 points a game, uh, or 32 points a game, my bad. Um, they don't make too many plays. Um, they're not overly in the backfield as well or cause turnovers. They have eight sacks five force fumbles and they picked the ball three times. And most of those have came off of uh, Northern Arizona and UNLV. You know, they haven't had the stiffest conversation or of uh, opponents when they've done that actually resulted in losses, but that's where most of the turnovers and big plays have occurred. With that being said though, um, their biggest bright spot on a defense that isn't super talented is our defensive coordinator. And that's uh, Don Brown, AKA Dr. Blitz, uh, so while Don Brown, he's he's around the nation. He's one of the more household defensive coordinator names. Uh, he was at Michigan for a while at the beginning of the Harbaugh era when their defense uh, seemed to be superb every year. He's had guys like Jabil Peppers, um, you know, and he was the runner-up for the Broyles Award, which is like the top assistant coach in the nation four different times, and he's won it once. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of experience as a defensive coordinator, and is he's really good at dr- uh, drumming up, you know different schemes to stop the run, get in the backfield, such like that. But, you know, like I mentioned, there is a big talent difference between Michigan and Arizona this year. It's almost kind of night and day. Um, their leader on the Arizona defense is linebacker Anthony Pandy. Um, he's a sixth, or he's a fifth-year senior. Right now he's currently leading the teams in 44 ta- uh, tackles. So he's their guy, you know, teams like to run the ball on them. He's, he's really good at ball hawking, um, finding these, you know, finding where the runners are going. Um, that nature, good at covering the, over the middle as well. He's forced to fumble this year. Um, opposite of him is uh, Western Michigan transfer Trayshawn Hare or Trayshawn Hayward. Um, Hayward is more, you know, Pandy's really consistent. You know, you know he's going to give you game in and game game out. Hayward's, you know, he'll have a couple of these highlight plays, and then a couple times it's like, well, he's getting beat right here pretty badly. Um, but with that being said, he does have two and a half tackles for a loss on the season. Um, so he can get in the backfield quite a bit, but he mm-hmm. is prone to getting back there and missing tackles as well. You know, being on the cusp of getting a tackle for a loss, then just failing to wrap up, uh, runner gets by him, stuff like that. Busted coverages have been a problem for him this year over the middle. With that being said, I think Washington needs to use tight ends, Kate Otten and Devin Culp quite a bit, just because, uh, you know, with Dr. Blitz Brown, you know, he's going to drum up some blitzes um, and didn't earn the nickname for nothing. So he'll be, you know, <laughs> using those tight ends, you know, getting them where the linebackers are, kind of, you know, sinking in right at the beginning. Um, you know, those quick passes to the tight ends. I think those will be very effective. Uh, I think their best player on defense, though, is Swiss Army Knife. Uh, he's basically a Swiss Army Knife. Christian Young, he lines up all over the place. He'll come up off, of, off the edge. Um, you know, he's, he play, he's set natural position safety, but he moves around the field a lot. Um, we'll be seeing him mostly uh, at safety or coming out the edge at linebacker. I kind of think of him almost like how the Seahawks use Jamal Adams. I mean, obviously, you know, we're near the talent, but, you know, you bring him off the edge, you know, safety can come off the edge, fly off the edge, and then someone who's in coverage as well. Um, but he, he has great ball instincts, and he's good at finding the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, their secondary is where I think their biggest concern is. Uh, mm-hmm. guys like Christian Roland Wallace, Gunnar Maldonado, and Jackson Turner. All these guys, this is the first year on the field for all of them. Um, Roland Wallace, um, you know, he's a MAC transfer. 
Jackson Turner's a uh, you know sophomore, and then there's Maldonado. He just came out. He just transferred over from Northwestern. I think Maldonado though is the best one. Young, he's young, more athletic than a, uh, a lot of the other Arizona defensive players, and he's had a pretty decent impact since arriving there. But with that being said, he's still young. You know, it's his first year of playing. You know, on the field in college football, so you know you're bound to have those busted coverages. Uh, you're bound to, you know, get have a receiver t- more experienced receiver take advantage of you, and that's kind of what he does. But I'll do. He will also make those highlight plays, go up and have some good pass breakups, stuff like that. Um, then you go to the defensive line. Uh, they have a couple big dudes out there though. Uh, Trayvon Mason, he's their biggest guy on the team, team and he stands at 6'6", so he's a big guy to say the least. Uh, Keon Bars is another guy as well, who's just another big human standing at 6'3", so their defensive tackles are pretty big. Um, you know, with their size comes the potential to disrupt and push some guys back and make some, ha- uh, make some havoc. Kind of think of them like the impact Greg Gaines has. Where you know he might not, they might not cover the stat sheet, but they'll push a couple guys back, let the linebackers come up and make a play in the backfield, stuff like that. Um, their best pass rusher, in my opinion, though, is Jalen Harris. He's really, really athletic. Um, he's six six, you know, two two sixty, so he's a big guy, um, big on the edge. Last year against Washington, he made a couple plays. Um, you know, he had a couple, you know, in times in the backfield where Morris said to you know roll out and throw the ball for an incompletion. Stuff like that. But with that being said, Arizona's defense, you know, the talent isn't quite there. Um, and, you know, it's a relatively new team, new system. So it is, uh, you know, they have had their challenges this year. Certainly. Yeah. So you mentioned even with, um, I guess, having their challenges this year, there are still. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I didn't say it, it just cut out. Sorry. Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah. There's still some playmakers. It sounds like, especially in the front seven, the Huskies have had some problem protecting the quarterback and then also running the ball this year. Do you anticipate there being any mismatches along the offensive line, or what do the Huskies have to do to win in that? Fashion? Yeah, I think I think their defensive line, relatively, you know, Washington to say the least, they haven't performed well in the offensive line this year, um, and their defensive line has kind of been their saving grace. Um, you know, that's how they've been able to hold UCLA. You know, getting it close at halftime. Same thing with Colorado, you know, 7-0 half. And then you look at Oregon, another closer game at the beginning, then it kind of gets pulled away. The defensive line, I would say, is what's going to hold up best for them. But they do – they have seemingly had a pattern of wearing down late in the third, fourth quarter, and that's where teams start running the ball and taking advantage of them. But I think their biggest disadvantage is the wide receivers and DBs. You know, that's where they've given up a lot of yards um, on the season. It just seems like they haven't really put anything together back there yet. So, you know, I expect Washington to take a lot of shots. Awesome. Uh, Cool. Yeah, well, thanks for that. I appreciate that little tidbit there. And then you mentioned the secondary might be the weakest point for Arizona. The Huskies have had mixed success throwing the ball this year against teams like Arkansas State. They saw quite a bit of success, struggled a bit against UCLA. What do the Huskies have to do to get things done through the air? Yeah, I think you got to throw the ball around. I think you got to be able to spread the ball out, um, throw it around, uh, that sort of stuff, you know, I think they're going to look to a lot of screen passes kind of like last week to Kamari Pleasant and Sean McGrew. I think where you're just spreading the ball around and making Arizona, making Arizona wrap up and tackle you. That's just where they've been so bad. You know, they have, especially late in the game, you know, keep, you know, you got to keep wearing them down, uh, keep getting in open space. Arizona just always seems to tire out. And that's kind of when, you know, once they start tying up, that's when you really put the foot on the gas. Then you take some shots deep downfield. But overall, try and wear down that offensive line with some or defensive line with some play action, run right at them, 
Um, you might not get what the results are looking for at the beginning of the game, but don't be surprised if later on, you know, it just, you know, really wears out in Washington, uh, puts the hammer down. Got it. Yeah. Well, thanks Jack for that information there. So the Huskies two and four taking on the own six Wildcats. We'll end here really quick with confidence interval. I'm predicting a Husky win and I've got like a eight confidence interval. You, yeah, um, I'm right around that. I'm going to say an eight as well. I just don't think Arizona has the talent to match up with them. Um, they haven't won a game all reason for a year, so I think Washington's going to be able to go in there and win, uh, and win a game down in the desert. Awesome. Great. Yeah, well, thanks, Jack. As always, keep your eyes to dogman.com to keep updated on everything happening with Husky football and basketball coming up here this weekend. Thanks, and go dogs.